So welcome to the Sales for People Who Hate Selling podcast, uh, where we will explore the common issues and niggles that uh, freelancers and small business owners have when it comes to sales, each episode exploring a common problem that they face. So if you're new to sales or you're looking for sales advice for beginners, uh, then this is the podcast for you. So hello and welcome to the second episode of our podcast series, Sales for People Who Hate Selling. Uh, my name is Ria and I'm here with Richard. Say hello, Richard. Hello, Richard. Do you have tea? Are you comfortable? Are you well? Uh, no, yes, yes. I do not have tea. I am comfortable and I am well. Great. Okay, good. You haven't asked me the same questions. That's fine. We'll move on. Because you're, you're the host. I'm merely the co-host. Right. Okay. Great. I mean, don't um, get me wrong. I'm, I, I, I care. Are you okay? I'm well. Are you yeah, ready? I'm well. I'm well. I'm ready. I don't have tea. Those are the bases. We've covered them. Um, so if you, if you listened last week, you'll kind of have a sense um, about who we are and what we do. Um, but just, just to, to recap, if this is the first time that you're listening and the first time you're here, um, I have been working in and out of sales for around 15 years in, in various sort of different capacities. Um, and I'm now the co-owner of Seek, which is a sales consultancy that offers um, sales advice and guidance and training for anyone who is new to sales or starting out and basically for people that hate selling. Um, and uh, Richard acts as creative and technical director there. And as he's pointed out, he's also the co-host and, and very much the brains of this outfit, I must also say. Are you the beauty then? Yes. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, <laughs> so this episode is our second episode and we are going to be covering um, nobody ever came back to me, which um, is a phrase that we hear an awful lot. Um, now, some of you will know that uh, Richard and I run a Facebook community called Sales for People Who Hate Selling. Uh, from where this podcast takes its name. Um, and this is something that we hear a lot in that community and across Twitter and other platforms, um, which is nobody ever came back to me. So this is what we're going to be talking about today. Um, How to get people to come back to you. Well, yes, that, um, but also to negate that sort of phrase from being said in the first place, basically. Right. Okay. I'm interested. Um, I'm curious. So, so Richard, um, your background is in the creative world. Um, so when you're out there, I want you to imagine you're out there and um, you're at a networking event. Can you imagine that? Mm, I'd rather not. <laughs> but you're out there. Okay, just imagine it. You're out there. You're, you're prospecting for business. Um, and you're there and you're chatting to somebody and you give them a business card and you send the prospect on their merry way. Um, and then you and I have a conversation and I go, oh, how did it go with that prospect? And you say to me, well, Ria, nobody ever came back to me. Mm. Is, is that a phrase that you could see yourself saying, do you think? 
Yeah, I, I, I'm sure I have many times. You know, I mean, I don't know. Are we are we calling him a prospect at this stage? You've just had a, a brief conversation. You know, I mean, how yeah, how in depth know. is the conversation? <laughs> you know, they could be they could be a prospect. They could be a a lead. You know, they could be somebody that you've had multiple conversations with. Um, I think really the the point is is that what what I'm trying to get across is is if you're using the phrase nobody ever came back to me. What that tells me is that you were not in control of the next steps and you were not in control of the next interaction or what, what was going on there. So we really want to talk about that today. Right. I can see a lot of uh, intertwining with uh, last week's episode as well. Yeah, for sure. Because I think that um, when people say nobody ever came back to me, I think what they actually mean is, well, you know what, I didn't contact that person back and I didn't follow up with that prospect because I didn't want to seem pushy. Do you think that's fair? We hear that a lot, don't we? Yeah, yeah. So we, we in the group, um, people talk about this quite a lot and they, they'll say things to, to in the group and also to me kind of privately, which is where they, they've been approached by somebody who wants some kind of service or they've reached out to somebody and maybe they give some prices or they give an indication of, you know, timescale or, or how the project might kind of work. And then they just kind of leave that floating in, in space and nothing really ever happens um, and, and there's never really any follow-up conversation. Um, so do you think that that's something that would have perhaps happened to you in the past when you were out there kind of prospecting for new business yourself? Without doubt, yeah, it happens. It's happened many, many, many times in the past. Yeah. Right, yeah. And uh, what do you think is the sort of main reasons behind why you didn't take that action to follow up and to kind of see where that prospect was at with like the information that you you gave to them? Because the the expectation is that the other party would would do it, you know, um, and and that's not not always the case you know and yeah. if the if the other party doesn't get back to you uh, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not interested you know yeah. um yeah. i i think we we really just have to um put more of a structure in place but it's a it's a very um common thing for um whether it be freelancers or or, or lots of people in business where they simply won't follow up because they think it's being pushy, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think one of the key things about winning business and prospecting that people need to understand, if you're listening to this and you are one of those people that really does not like selling and the the idea of selling yourself and what you do is feels a little bit, you know, scary, what I, what I must make clear is that one of the things about winning business and prospecting is that very often you need to be persistent. Mm. That's something and, that people only, are really, really uncomfortable with, isn't it? Right, exactly. Because, you know, we, we have this idea that, you know, if you're going to contact someone, you contact them once, you ask them if they're interested, you kind of leave it floating in space, and then that that's kind of it. Um, but actually, the idea that you could contact somebody once and have it be enough is is crazy. It's naive. Um, 
it's it's naive yeah and and you know what there's going to be probably people that are going to listen to this and they're going to say well you know what in my business and, and what I do what I do is so fantastic and so brilliant that actually I don't need to do this you know I only have to contact people once because what I do is so brilliant that I don't need to do any of this and if you are one of those people I would just say that's fine like it, it, it doesn't matter if that's what you do and what you're doing is working for you, that's absolutely fine. But what we're talking about is people that do need to be a little bit more persistent and do need to do lots of follow-ups to get some engagement from their prospects. Do you think that's fair? Well, yeah. I mean, we're talking about what happens when people don't get back to you, not what happens when people do get back to you. Right. There's not a exactly. problem there, is there? If people get back right. to you, then we don't. Great, you know. If, they, if they're getting back to you and you're fine with selling and you're loving it, switch over to another channel yeah exactly you know like right. yeah tune your radio dial you know like yeah we we're talking about scenarios which are extremely common in fact way more common than the one that we've just mentioned you know the, for sure the, the the much more common outcome is when you engage with somebody uh, and you know you, you send out some kind of communication and they don't return that that communication uh, and we we need to let people know uh, what they can do uh, when when yeah. that happens yeah so i think what this is about is first of all you've got to be making sure that you're following up with your prospects on a regular basis right right and if you and I are working together, so if I'm working with um, some of the people in the in the group that, that we, we talk to and, and I say to them, oh, how's it going with such and such prospect? And their response is, well, nobody ever came back to me. That is the wrong answer. Why is it the wrong answer? So, well, watch and learn. <laughs> We're, we're going to be taking you through a few ways that you can be on top of your prospects, following up and taking control of the next interaction without it seeming pushy, Is that if that is what you're afraid of. So if you're saying nobody ever came back to me, what that tells me is that you were not in control of the next interaction and the next step that was due to take place, right? Right. So That's me agreeing with again, you. Right. Good. Um, so I want you to imagine this following scenario. I'm going to take you back to your networking event. You're there. But for the purposes of this scenario, you're going to be a social media manager. Right. Okay. Sorry, social media managers. <laughs> to any social media managers out there, I don't know why he's got to be in his bonnet. Right. <laughs> I don't know why he's got to be in his bonnet about, about that. But basically, um, you get talking to someone, Okay. They've got a new business, they're excited, um, and they need somebody to do social media management. And you, Richard, you think, well, that's me. That's got my name all over it. That's me. I'm a social media manager, okay? Right. You give them your business card, right? Now, I'm going to be the business owner. What do you think that I am most likely to do next? Honestly, after you give me your business card and we both go off on our merry way and say goodbye, hug and kiss and... You know, that's that. We've we've left. We're kissing. What, what do you think? Like, we're kissing. It's a bit forward, isn't it? <laughs> Look, it's 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 a very intimate networking event. Right. You know, it's the kind of networking event that's invite only. Right, right. <laughs> ne networking event that I've been to. Um... <laughs> so I've got your business card. I'm at home or I'm at my desk the next day, and I'm like, oh, Richard's given me this business card. 
what do you think that I am most likely to do with that business card now that it's in my hand? Right. Uh, there's two answers to that. And one of them sounds like it's sarcastic, but it's not. Um, I, I genuinely think that a lot of business cards that people hand out just go straight in a drawer, you know, and that's, that's, a, that's right. a polite way of putting it. Um, right. They could go in other places as well. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the answer that I've got written down here is in the bin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So your answer of in the drawer was actually quite kind. Right, exactly. You know, so that, that does happen, um, you know, which is why actually, you know, when I used to go to networking events, I used to like actually connecting on LinkedIn, uh, which I would do like right there and then. I thought that was a good way of doing it. Um, so that, yeah. that, I, I, where people use business cards, that's, that's fine. If that works for you, you know, great. Um, but I do think that a, a lot of the time they end up going, um you know, straight straight in the bin um but let, yeah. let's assume that, that it hasn't you know and, and it's actually in people's hand i mean the, the obvious answer is that people go and and search for you online they look at your website they look at your social media they want to get some kind of idea as to you know who you are because they would have had a very uh basic level of of communication with you initially uh, and now they want to find out a little bit more about you you know Okay, so I'm going to tell you a cold, hard truth. That doesn't happen. It just doesn't, you know. And, and again, there's going to be people listening to this and going to be like, well, that happened to me. So, and that's fine, right? But the the plural of, you know, anecdote is not anecdata, you know. So, th th of course, there's going to be examples where that, that has happened. But by and large, those business cards are going straight in the back of a drawer or in the bin, Right. My point is, is that if in this situation you are that social media manager and you're at your invite only networking event and some things have been happening, um, <laughs> it's your job and your responsibility to follow up with that person, not the other way around. Because you've got to imagine as well that that particular business owner may have been given hundreds of cards that day, thousands potentially if it's a big event. So what you know what kind of planet do you live on that you think that somebody is gonna follow up with thousands of different people or look on the websites for thousands of different you know prospective um social media managers that's not going to happen it's your responsibility to follow up on that person mm. um and we and we see it all the time on other sort of uh, business communities um, and i think you'll agree with me richard where someone will ask for a specific service or someone might put a post up and they'll say oh I'm looking for a graphic designer right and what tends to happen is you get hordes of people that will comment something like oh I can do mm. that call me on and then they'll give their telephone number and their email right address. for sure right but the reality is is that most business owners are not going to call you right um if you're looking to prospect and do business a lot of the time in the large majority of cases it's going to be your job and responsibility to do those follow-ups so if you're putting your details out there and you're saying well nobody ever came back to me th that's that's not that's not the right answer so we're going to talk you through a few ways that you can follow up with prospects or leads without feeling like you're being a bit annoying mm -hmm. right yeah you, you're following so far are you worried about being annoying do you worry about being annoying richard not just 
in the scope of work, but perhaps in your private life? Uh, I don't worry about it. I, I probably <laughs> am. I just accept it. Right. You just got it. Okay, right. Brilliant. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. So listen, how um, do you follow up with prospects or leads without feeling like you're being annoying or pushy? Right. Number one, this is going to sound really obvious. Okay. But imagine, Richard, you're at the you're at the event. You're back there. I know you hate going to events, but imagine you're back there at the event. Right. Okay. What you want to do is, okay, you're there. You're talking to the person. You Maybe you've given them your uh, business card and you're talking about your services. Okay. Before you leave that conversation, you have to ask them the following question, which is this. What is the best way to follow up with you about this? Mm. Super, super simple. Sounds really obvious, I know. And you're probably all thinking, well, that's obvious. But people aren't doing it. I, think, I, don't, they're just I, don't, I don't think it's obvious um, because pe pe people aren't doing it because they're frightened to do it. Right. Now, I know what people are going to say. They're going to say, oh, but Rhea, oh, but Richard, I tried that. Right. I try that. I ask my prospects, what's the best way for me to get in touch with them? Um, and, and they say, don't worry, they'll get back to me. Or they'll say, oh, don't worry. If I'm interested, I'll no, call I was gonna, you. I was, was going to say right? that. Yeah, for sure. Here is, here is a cold, hard fact. That means they're not interested. Yeah, of course. That is a go away tactic and probably means they took your card or listened to your pitch out of politeness and they have no need for your services, and they are never going to buy from you. And I get that that's really hard to hear, because if you pitch someone, there's often an assumption that they have an interest, right? right? That, that is simply not true. If you ask somebody, what is the best way for us to get back in touch? Can I email you? Can I call you? Can I? Would it be okay if I call you in a week, right? If they're interested in what you do, they will engage with you, and they will happily speak with you. It's as simple I think as that. Where it intertwines with what we were talking about last week, you know, because yeah, you know, you have to be comfortable with people saying no, and no's are okay. You have to be comfortable with the fact yeah. that a no is 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 okay. There's no point in trying sure. to flog a dead cat, you know. Um, right. If, exactly. if it's not going anywhere, you know, literally just don't waste your time on it, you know, and and and, exactly. and be be exactly. open to. Um, you know the the idea that actually, and when I say open, I mean like be be aware of it. Be aware of the fact that you know when people say things like, "Oh, um, you know, don't call me, I'll call you," you know, uh, it, it means they're not in, they're, right. they're not interested, and, and you just have to say, "Okay, no problem. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to meet you," and you move on to the next person. That's it. Yeah. So another thing that you could say in that scenario um, is you can say something like. Oh, you know, you're speaking to this this woman. Her name's Sue. Okay, speaking Standard. to Sue, and you say, "Hey, Sue, you know what? You must get like three thousand calls per day about this kind of thing, so that we can talk again. What is the best way to get past your gatekeeper, right? And if Sue's interested in speaking with you again, she'll tell you the best way to get past her gatekeeper, which is two reasons." Well, two, two ways. One is she'll just give you her direct number or her mobile number or, mm. or whatever, or she'll actually tell you. She'll actually tell you what is the best way to get past their receptionist or their gatekeeper or whoever mm. they have. If she's not willing to give that information, she's not interested in working right. with you. That and, and that is a cold, 
hard fact um because people and and you you know this richard from your business and i know that you've experienced this and and, and it's conversations that you and i have had where we know that if we reach out to somebody and we're talking about what you do as a service and and they're interested in having a conversation with us by and large that has more chance of turning into an actual contract being signed it right? feels a lot a lot easier you, you feel like you're not trying to persuade right. people for sure exactly if somebody's a little bit shady at the beginning and they don't really want to have a conversation and actually it feels a little bit like you're trying to persuade them or you're trying to kind of flog a dead horse and you're trying to you know get like blood out of a stone it, it it's probably not going to actually turn into a signed contract so to sum up that point, I think it's, you know, ask your prospect if it's okay to get back in touch with them in a week. And the answer that they give you will tell you everything that right. you need to know. Number two, and we, we touched upon this earlier. Um, this is about making sure that every conversation you have with a prospect ends with a clearly defined next step. If you do this, you will not feel annoying or pushy or salesy. So if you're speaking with a prospect, you know, at this event or even via email or even just on the phone, and at the end of that conversation, you say to them, you know what, I really want to put something together for you. I want to put together a proper proposal. Um, so can we put something in the calendar for Tuesday at 10 o'clock, mm. right? And they say no, or they come up with some kind of reason why that's not going to be possible, or they sort of fluff you off and kind of say, oh, well, we're not really sure, and we need to talk to this person and that person this person. You know, or you should get a feeling at that point that that possibly is not going to turn into a contract. Is it, is it reasonable at, at that point to just bl bluntly ask them whether it's something that they're still considering? Because you're giving them the, the you're giving absolutely. them the opportunity to say no. This is something that you and I talk about quite a bit. You know, give, yep, give absolutely give, so give people the you, opportunity to say no multiple times, and if they don't take it, they're probably interested. Right, exactly. So we talk a lot in sales about yeses, and there's a lot of kind of um, sales old sales mantra, which is you know if you're having a conversation with a prospect, you're doing a pitch, you want them to consistently say yes. Um, that's kind of old hat now that you know there's a lot of um perfectly good theory behind it um but also like I, I'm personally a big fan of getting people to say no um and giving people the opportunity to say no and making it very very easy for them to do that so if you're on a phone conversation and they're being a bit iffy and they don't want to commit to a next call then sure just go ahead and ask them and you can you can word it in in this kind of way you could be like um you know what, Sue, sometimes when people don't want to take the next steps with me and they don't want to do a next call, that often means that this isn't really a good fit and they're not interested right now. Would you say that that's where you are? And then she can say, yes, that's right. Or no, actually, I'm super interested yeah, or whatever. People you know? are so worried about the no. Uh, so they, they, they don't yeah. ask the question. Um, but actually, if you yeah. if you look for a no and you ask for a no, and you and you get it well a that's that's good like we've said yes is a great no is a great maybe is a not great you know like the, the no is great because now you know 
that you're not going to continue to mm-hmm. waste your time on on that person you know um, but if they exactly. if they say exactly. if you ask them whether um if you ask for a no uh, and you don't get it um and they say actually you know no we we are interested um then you know you've got a very good chance of actually turning that into something you know so people should definitely not right. be frightened exactly. of, of looking for a no yeah for sure and i think that also ties in with always trying to make your kind of sales alignment fall in line with where they are in their buying process so all the way through you should be asking them lots of questions about where they're at and whether this is interesting and what they like about it and so and so forth right you should never just kind of assume the idea behind this of course is that people who want to engage with you and people who are keen to set up next steps and next calls um, are, are, are more likely to turn into contracts. Now, what can happen, of course, is that you're speaking to somebody and something's going on their end, wherever, wherever they are, that means that they can't make the next step with you. And that's okay, because it's still not a no. It's a little bit of a maybe, but I think that that's okay. And in that scenario, you can either choose to put something in the calendar for a little further down the line, or if you're using a CRM, you can put it into your kind of nurture column and, and deal with it at a later date. But if they're saying, you know, we are interested in this, but now is not really a great time, then that's still okay. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. I think the, 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 the summary of that is just please don't be frightened to get a no, because a, a, a no is actually a yeah. good thing. Yeah, So always have that clearly defined next step. And if you're asking the prospect if you can take that next step, if you can set up that calendar meeting, if you can meet for that coffee, however it is you specifically do your business and they're they're up for it and they're, you know, keen and and looking forward to it, then that's great. You know, if they're a little bit iffy and and they don't really want to commit to anything, whether it's tomorrow or in six months time, that probably means they're not really down for Mm. what it is you're offering. Um, so then it's best to just ask up front, you know, is this something that you're interested in? Um, so I think that that's mm-hmm. a good point, I right? Agree. Cool. So number three, and this is my favorite one. It's my all time favorite one. Are you saving the best to last? Um, I am saving the best to last. This is my favorite one. And I've got a really good story to tell with this third one. Um, which uh, I'm quite proud of this story. Um, I might have even told it to you, to you before, Richard. But um, so this one is about always having a specific reason to get in touch. Okay, I cannot stress this enough. Do not use those really tacky, awful sales phrases that people use. Like people go, "Oh, I'm just getting in touch because I want to touch base." Oh, I'm just getting in touch, you know, because I just mm, want to like check mm. in, you know, don't say any of that rubbish um, for two reasons. It'll just go straight into junk because these people that you're trying to contact get hundreds of emails per day. And it's just like, it adds no value. It's not interesting. It's not beneficial. Um, so this is something that we've talked about before, Richard, where if, for example, you want to find out how somebody's doing with like the decision that they were going to make with whether they were going to like move ahead with your services. If you start just emailing them every day, asking them if they've made a decision under the ruse of, Oh, I was just checking in. You're going mm. to sound annoying. Like, it's just annoying. You're not going to sound right? annoying. You will be annoying. So 
you're going to sound annoying. You're going to sound like you don't really care about them. You only really care about your like money, um, which as we touched upon in last week's episode, you want to sound like you really actually care about yeah, what's going on with them. Um, so I would strongly, strongly suggest that when you're reaching out to prospects and you find, you know, these, these people and great, I'm going to follow up with, you know, I'm going to prospect this person and then I'm going to follow up with them. I would strongly, strongly suggest that you start following them on places like LinkedIn and Twitter. And you can actually find out what's actually going Mm. on in their company. Um, And that can be things like, oh, their company won some kind of award, you know, or they were in like a, a, a blog somewhere, you know, or they were celebrated for something that they did. Right. And then when you when you reach out to them, you can actually say things like, oh, you know, congratulations i saw you did this 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 thing you know now some people don't like this because they think that it's cheesy and that's fine but my response rate has always been significantly significantly higher when i've incorporated some personal touches right. into my outreaches and that can be you know it might even be you start following you know some person on linkedin and you find out that they support the same sports team as you do and then your sports team your football team whatever like wins a big match whatever and you and you message them and you're like congratulations on on that you know mm. we we won you know and, and some people don't like this. They think that it's cheesy and that's fine. But I, I, my experience and my response rate has always been significantly higher when I've incorporated that kind of thing within the you email. You said you were going to tell a specific story. Oh, okay. I, I was getting to that. I was just giving the example. Um, so this is about maybe, I don't know, two, two or three years ago. And I had this prospect that um, they weren't, they hadn't turned into anything. They were just simply a prospect at this time. They fit my target audience perfectly. I was for the company that I was working in at the time. Um, and they were perfect. You know, they were just a perfect, perfect fit. So I was trying to reach out to this woman and I just, she just wasn't responding to anything. And I was pulling all of my tricks out of the bag and, and I was just getting nowhere. Um, so I started following her on her personal yeah. Twitter. And I found out on her personal Twitter that she was an amateur photographer in, in her spare time. And the thing that she liked to take photographs of, um, if you know me outside of the realms of this podcast, you will know that my absolute favorite, favorite animal in the whole world is an orca. And I found out through her Twitter that she liked to take amateur photographs of orcas right. off the Cape Cod. So, and then she, she'd posted like a couple of links to her website and this, that, and the other. And I went to her website and I was looking through these, these photos. And there was one particular photo that I just really, really liked. And it was of an orca in Cape Cod. So I downloaded the photo and I saved it. And then I sent it to her in an email. And I think I used the, I think I used the phrase was kind of like, oh, you know, I love your photos. Like I absolutely love killer whales. You know, they're they're my absolute favorite animal. Like these photos are amazing. If you fancy having a chat about killer whales, that would be great. Alternatively, actually, if you want to talk about this service, that would be fine too. And she replied, I think within about half an hour. Right. So it, it, it's not about, you know, um, the reason I tell that story is it's not about, you know, I'm not asking people to put that level of research into like every like prospect that they do, although you can, you know, if, if you want to. Um, but it's just that that 
additional touch of this person gets multiple Mm. emails a day right but I went above and beyond to find out something that was not only personal to her but that when it went into her inbox it was going to stand out amongst all the other like emails she she makes a big difference and that was what we were talking about last week you know you you come across as though you are genuinely caring about someone but one of the things that we did talk about last week is that you can't pretend to care like you have to actually care about right. about somebody. If you pretend to care, now people are really smart. Like they they, they can see straight through it. You know, uh, you, you have to actually yeah. care, which is why I think uh, one of the, the best things uh, that you can do as a as a salesperson is is actually just be empathetic. You know, and uh, and and show a genuine yeah, interest absolutely. in other people. You know. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree with that. And we talked about that a lot in our first episode. So go back and listen to that one um, for some more kind of insight on that. But I definitely agree with that. And it's about asking lots of questions and trying to be more consultative, you know, and I think there's a lot to be said still for a lot of the kind of old um, sales methods from, you know, years gone by those types of things can definitely still work but we live in very different times and it's very easy to just google somebody find someone on twitter or linkedin and just find out a little bit about them and try to engage with them and communicate with them in a way that feels a little bit more human i think the tools are already out there you know you just got to go and use them exactly so to sum up i'll do a summary because people might want a summary do you want a summary people people will want a summary i agree with that Okay, well, I'm doing it. So even if they've said no, they don't want a summary, it's happening. (laughs) So um, how do you follow up with prospects or leads without feeling like you're being annoying or pushy? Number one, ask the prospects what is the best way to follow up with them. Number two, ensure that every conversation you have ends with a clearly defined next step. And number three, always have a specific reason to get in touch. With these three points, you should never ever be saying, nobody ever came back to me because you should feel confident and you should understand that this is the way that you need to sort of get your prospects attention and make sure that your name is Mm. kind of top of their list or whatever. Um, So the next time you're prospecting, you shouldn't be saying, oh, well, nobody ever came back to me because you should know what the next thing you're going to do yeah, is to win that sense, business. You know? But again, like we said, it's about understanding that, um, you know, if, if they don't sound interested, they're probably not, you know, and be OK with that. Right. Right. And, and that's really hard to hear, especially if you are a freelancer or you've got a small business that's your baby and you really believe in it and you think what you do is you know the best thing since sliced bread and you know what for a lot of people it's going to be but for a lot of people it's not and I think that that's kind of hard to kind of accept I think you've kind of had that feeling yourself um doing what you do in your creative background you know when people say they don't like what you do and they're not interested kind of hurts it's like someone's insulting your child isn't it remember it's not personal you know that's it that's it and you know, it's an old cheesy sales phrase, but it, you know, for every no that you get, it's just bringing you closer to it's the true. next and person. It's, that's it's also say yes. about um, there's only so many hours in the day, you know, so you're much better off putting your time into people that are genuinely interested uh, than trying to persuade people that aren't. Yeah. 
that's it 100 percent. so look listen now the next episode we're going on a different tact because these first two episodes we've talked a lot about prospecting um and how to get people's attention how to be empathetic when you're doing that next episode we're going to be talking about what happens when a prospect says they can't afford it so um, i'm excited about that because i love talking about budget i think you're probably quite bored of me talking about budget and what to say when people say they can't afford it because i talk about it all the time like like the previous two episodes we're covering things that that people you know mention a lot you know um so it's it's genuinely helpful information i think you know and i think that um you know it's one of the more common ones isn't it for sure yeah definitely it's something that we see all the time and it's something that both of us have experienced as well in our own um you know lives as well so i think it's going to be a really good one um we've mentioned our facebook group a couple of times our community um it is called seek sales for people who hate selling so if you'd like to join that community you think that sounds up your street that that would be good and you can also follow us on twitter um at we are seek um is there anything else you would like to add richard to this yeah i we think like the, the facebook group is really good because it's relatively new isn't it you know let's be honest we haven't been we haven't been up and running that yeah. long um but the number of people that have been joining has been really positive you know it's it's growing really nicely and and it's yeah. one of those groups where actually we're starting to get some reasonable, you know, interaction as well. It's not just a one-way street, you know, which is which is really good. Uh, obviously, this yeah. being sorry, and there was something and, you were going to add to that. Go on, carry on. Oh, sorry, I I thought you'd finished, um, but I was just going to say I I don't want to plant words, but someone did say in reference to our group and to a couple of the other things that we've been doing. This, these were their words. This is verbatim. This isn't me. This is what they said. They said, right. this is the future of sales. So, there you go. So if you are somebody who hates selling, you don't like the idea of it, you think it's horrible and you're a bit scared of it, but you need new business, come to our group, listen to our podcast, follow us on Twitter, and we will hold that, your hand through the whole thing. That's because, the, and this is our, our main kind of um, you know, focus, isn't it? It's about, uh, you know, information that is actually helpful there's no uh, we're not we're not about motivational yeah. quotes or anything like that you know we're about practical oh, applications God, no. things think... that you can use on a day-to-day basis based on your 15 years of experience you know that's it. and people find that genuinely helpful that's it I hope so. I feel about motivational quotes the way right. you feel about I social don't media managers. I dislike social media managers, for the record. So if you are listening and you're a social media manager, I don't dislike you. Um, it's just not something that I would choose to do myself, but that's <laughs> fine. Um, no, it's 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 social media management right. yeah. that you don't I, I have enjoy, no isn't it? Those people, for the record. Um, but yeah, so follow follow us on Twitter. Right, group. good. Uh, obviously, um, where can you listen to the podcast uh, itself? Well, we're on we're on Anchor you know oh um which isn't cockney rhyming slang uh we're also on, on the spotify uh, and we're also on apple podcasts as well so um if you have any of those yeah. um platforms then um you know you can listen to our podcast well thank you for listening we will be back next tuesday as always with the next episode bye bye